discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Jesus is all and in all, doesn't it? If you don't know Jesus, you have to know Jesus. It's the best thing that can happen to anybody. Hallelujah. Shall we have a word of prayer? Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who leads and guides us. Thank you for Miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you for revelation from your spirit. Thank you that your word proceeds. It comes with great grace. And we are all transfigured and transformed to your glory. Receive your word with meekness and with gladness. And receive the ministry of your word and the ministry of your spirit. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Seven reasons why you need a shepherd in your life. Wow. Is it, is it a powerful message? Last week I shared concerning seven reasons why you need a shepherd in your life. And the very first reason, what was the first reason? First point. Because Jesus said is what? A shepherd is the most important need. In any human being's life. The most important need. You know need. The last week I spoke about needs. Needs. Say needs. There are some things that are need. It's a need in your life. You need air. Is it a need? Close your nose for two minutes and let's see what will happen. Just try. You'll be surprised that. You may not survive because breathing, air, is a need in life. And Jesus said that the shepherd is a need in every individual's life. Wow. Do you understand need? If you understand need, you you will know. How many of you think you need a doctor in your life? A doctor, medical doctor. It's a need. Yeah. Sometimes you have... People need surgery. Like, they need surgery. They need to be operated upon. Your mother cannot do that surgery for you. No matter how much she loves you, she still can't do it for you. You need a doctor who knows how to go into the human body, cause changes, close it up for you to wake up at the end. Because your mother can do it, but you may not wake up at the end. You see what I'm talking about? Uh So it's a need. Hallelujah. A shepherd is more important. It's a a bigger need than you can ever think about in your life. 
And last week I explained why I said that. Because God sees us as his sheep. When God sees you, he sees you as his sheep. He says we are the sheep of his pasture. Isn't it? We are just the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. What was the second point? Point number two was what? Because as a sheep, you need to be fed spiritually. So if you agree that you are a sheep of the pasture of the Lord, then you need to be fed. One of the major things that a sheep needs is to be fed. Is to eat grass. But as a child of God, you are fed with knowledge and with wisdom. Hallelujah. I explained all these things last week. You have to listen to it. It will really help you. Okay? Now, look at Jeremiah chapter 23 from verse 3 to verse 4. Jeremiah 23 from verse 3. This is God talking. He says, and I will gather the remnant of my flock. Let's read from verse 1. So that it makes more sense. Okay? Woe be unto the pastors that destroyed and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Say the Lord. This is God talking. He says, woe unto the pastors. Find the nearest pastor and tell the nearest pastor, woe, woe unto you. Woe be unto you that destroy, the pastor that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, say the Lord. Hey, meaning that God gets angry when you mess up with the sheep. When you mess up with his flock. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Every child of God is a child of God. God really loves them. And he wouldn't want us to destroy them. Next verse. Therefore, that says the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. So every pastor who does not visit, the Lord is saying to you, woe unto you. Every shepherd, look for the nearest leader in the church and tell the person, woe unto you. If you don't visit. And therefore, that says the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my flock. Ye have scattered my flock Eh? and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you. The evil of your doings, saith the Lord. Hey, is it not a serious thing? Yeah, next verse. A lot of pastors don't like reading this part of the Bible. Then God says, and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them, and I'll bring them again to their folds. A fold is the place where sheep gather and eat and stay and relax. Today it's called the church. Like where we are now. This is the fold of God. The fold of the sheep of God. He says, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, out of all halls, out of all hostels, out of all uh, homestels, out of all courses, programs and all that. And I would Bring them again to their food. Say to their food. Where they belong. You get it? And they, the sheep, shall be fruitful and increase. So your fruitfulness and your increase is in the fold of God. Then he says, listen, he says, after bringing them into my fold, okay, they will become what? They will be fruitful. They will be fruitful and increase. So your fruitfulness in life is in the house of God. Hey, isn't it amazing? The house of God is the fold of God. It's the pen, if you like. The pen. It's a pen. Eh? The fold of God. The place where God keeps his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 10, verse 1. Then we'll come back to this place. Okay? John 10, verse 1. Jesus, you know Jesus is God, right? When Jesus came, 
He started calling himself a shepherd and calling the people sheep. Because that's actually how God sees things. Look at this. It's very, very, I say unto you. He does entered not by the door into the sheepfold. So the sheepfold is what? It's the same as the fold over there. The fold, you remember the other side? The fold over there is actually the sheep, it's a sheepfold, the place where they gather. But climate up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Next verse, verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the potter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. You see, so God is interested in a fold, because if you are not in that fold, you will not increase, you will not prosper, you will not be established. I say, go back to the other side. Jeremiah chapter 23. We are in verse 4 now. And I will set up, after bringing them into the fold, he says, I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them. Have you seen it? Which shall feed them. And I spoke about that the last time. They shall feed them. And because they are feeding them, they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, Fear the Lord. Wow. They shall not fear anymore, nor be dismayed. What does it mean to be dismayed? Last week we defined some, some of the meanings, right? Bewildered and all those things. Harassed. What's, today, what's the meaning of dismayed? Who can give me the dictionary meaning of dismay? We are not talking about Mavis who is dissed. No, it's, it means something. Hallelujah. Then it says, neither shall they be lacking, say the Lord. They will not be lacking. Why? Because I will set up shepherds over them. They will not be dismayed. Why? Why are they not going to be dismayed? Because I will set up shepherds over them. Why would they not be lacking? Because I will set shepherds over them. Who has, who has the dictionary now? To cause someone to feel concerned and to distress. To cause someone to, to feel, feel concerned. To feel concerned and distress. And distress. Says a shepherd will help you not feel concerned and help you not be distressed. Have you seen it? Neither shall they be lacking. Can you show me what the meaning of lacking? What does it mean? Not available or in short supply. To be something that is not available or something that is in short supply. Maybe money is not available. It's in short supply. Maybe wisdom. Like you realize that you are not really correct like that. How many of you realize you are not really correct like that? You need Jesus to help you. They shall not be lacking in any way. See the Lord. Why? Because I will set up shepherds over them. Hallelujah. Now, reason number three, why you need a shepherd in your life. Reason number three, why you need a shepherd in your life. Hallelujah. Because as a sheep, you need leadership and guidance in your life. Number three reason why you need a shepherd in your life is because as a sheep, you need leadership and guidance in your life. Guidance, leadership and guidance in your life. Leadership and guidance in your life. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1. You need leadership and guidance. Now, if a sheep decides that it is going to Kamali from Kumasi from here, will it be able to get there on its own? Or a cow, if a cow decides that. Now, remember, God says that you are the sheep of his fold, right? Yeah. So that's how you are. I mean, don't, don't say that oh, when we went to church, they said we are all sheep, so everybody be doing marriage. nature. That's not what we are talking about. Like, we are talking about something very spiritual. Like, your life is typified as a sheep. 
In other words, if you look at a sheep naturally and how that sheep is, okay, that is how you are spiritually. You see, naturally speaking, you think that you are wise. You are smart. You can do everything on your own. You can go wherever you want. Whereas like you, you just came here on your own. You woke up, you bathed and did everything and you came. Isn't it? You got into the car, they brought you. You, you can do things on your own, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's like if I want to go to Accra, I can go to Accra on my own. Isn't it? You can just enter VIP bus and then you're there. Is it true? But spiritually speaking, it is not like that. You cannot get from point A to point B spiritually on your own. It's not possible. Why? Because you are a sheep. Do you see what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Spiritually speaking, you will miss your destiny if you don't have a shepherd helping you. Oh, there are a lot of people who have missed their destinies. You came from somewhere, whether you know it or not. You didn't make yourself. Do you know you didn't make yourself? And do you know that you will give account of yourself? Whether you know it or not, you will give account. Your life does not belong to you like that. Sometimes you say, oh, my life is my, my life. You know, you only live once. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. You are a foolish boy. You are a foolish girl. You actually don't know that. Someone is in charge of your life. Someone owns your life. And you will give an account for your life one day. Someone owns you, whether you like it or not. Someone is owning you. No sheep owns themselves. Every sheep is owned by somebody. It is only snakes that are not owned by anybody. Yeah. It is only snakes who are not owned. Have you seen a man walking and a snake following him and saying, oh, this is my, this is my snake. There's nothing like that. So there are a lot of people in the world who want to be, they want to be free. They want to do whatever they want to do. You get it? You want to be free and do whatever you want to do. Brother, sister, you are a big fool. You don't know. The day for your giving account of your life is on the way. It's coming. And you, you have no idea. You will be surprised. <laughs> you will know that someone actually owns your life. You will know that someone is, is really involved in, in your life. Yeah. So you better open your ears. Sometimes we talk to some people. Do this, do that. And then they want to do whatever they want to do. Go and continue. Feel free. Tell me about feel free. Yeah. When the day of judgment comes, we are pure of your blood. We are pure of your blood. You cannot get to point A to point B on your own. You will miss. A lot of people have missed their destinies. Listen, like I said, you came from somewhere. You came from God. Whether your mother wants to collect you from juju or whatever, you still came from God. It's that process of childbirth, pregnancy and childbirth was set in motion by God. Okay? Now, God has a place for you in eternity that he has planned for you to be. There's a seat in heaven that you have been predestinated to sit on. Do you get it? Predestination means to have a destination in mind before the start. So before you were born, Jeremiah chapter 1. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. The word of Jeremiah, the son of Hekiah. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you, this is God talking. He says, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. This is God talking. He says, Before you were formed in the belly, before you were brought of blood in your mother's womb, I knew thee. And before you came as forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. This is for this guy. Now, this is not the only guy God has known. God has known every one of us. God knows what you are going to be. God knows where you are going to go. God knows when you are going to die. God knows everything about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he sets a shepherd over you to help you, to guide you in life. To lead you in life. To help you get to the point that God has destined for you to get to. If you don't meet them, you will die in vain. You will die and not fulfill what you are supposed to fulfill. 
These are serious matters. Very serious matters. If it was a joke message, I would have told you that it's a joke, so don't take it seriously. But it's a very serious message. People have missed their destinies. I'm telling you. Do you know destiny? What God has designed for them? They've missed it. Because of some boy, because of some girl, because because of some academic work, because of something. Because of some work somewhere. So many things. They've missed a lot of things. Because of mother church. So this is where I was born. My mother, whatever, whatever. Are there things, stand up. Are there things you've known? Stand up, please. Are there things you've gotten to know since you came into this church? Yes, please. That you didn't know when you were at home? How many things? <laughs> if we had not met her, she would have missed her destiny. Yeah. Too true. Do you know destiny? Destiny. Destiny is what God has designed you to be. You just miss it. Why? Because there's no shepherd. There's no shepherd. Look at this. He says, the elders which are among you are exalted, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. There's a glory that shall be revealed. Next verse. Feed the flock of God. You see, always feed the flock of God, the flock of God, the flock of God. Let's should amplify so I understand even better. Tend. He's explaining feed and have oversight. Okay, go to King James. Let me read King James to you. I'll read it to you in the Amplified. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. So someone must take oversight over you because you are the flock of God. There must be an oversight over your life. Do you understand? There must be a leadership over your life. There must be someone over you. <laughs> yeah, there must be someone over you. There must be people over you. Like they are over your life. Okay? Feed the flock of God is among you, taking the oversight of not by constraint, but willingly, not for food looker, but of a ready man. Let's, let's read it in the Amplified. I want to show it in the Amplified. Tend, nature, God, guide the flock. Have you seen it? Tend, nature, God, guide, and fold the flock. Someone needs to tend you. What does it mean to tend? What does it mean to tend? To take care of. Someone needs to nurture you. Someone needs to guard you because you need guarding in, 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 in the spirit. And you need guarding physically. Someone needs to guide you. And someone needs to fold you. In other words, keep you where you're supposed to be kept. Because you can be going where you're not supposed to go to. Hey. The flock of God, that is your responsibility. It's the responsibility of the pastors. Not by coercion or constraint, but bullyingly. Not dishonorably. Hey. Motivated. By the advantages and profits belonging to us, but eagerly and cheerfully. Next verse. Not domineering or as arrogant, dictatorial, and overbearing persons, meaning that we must have oversight over you, but not in a domineering manner, showing us over those in your charge, but being examples, patterns, and models of Christian living. Do you see? You need to be led by somebody, okay, to help you live the Christian life. But being examples, patterns and models of Christian living to the flock, the congregation. Next verse, verse 4. And then, when the chief shepherd is revealed, who is that chief shepherd? Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd. He says, when that chief shepherd is revealed, you will win the conqueror's crown of glory. So he's telling the pastors with that, listen, take care of the flock well. Take oversight of them. Feed them. Nature them. Tend them. And all that. Why? Because there's a chief shepherd who is coming one day who will make us give an account of our sheep to him. 
So if the sheep decides that I will do my own thing, I don't want to be led. I don't want to be guided. I don't want to be taken care of. I will take care of myself. What do you think will happen to that sheep? That sheep will become Chichinga very soon somewhere. Do you know Chisanyama? Eh? If you go to South Africa, they call it Chisanyama. Hallelujah. A sheep's life and destiny cannot be accomplished without leadership and guidance. Sheep cannot go anywhere on their own. They cannot be anything on their own. Why? Because they need leadership. Do you understand leadership? Look at John chapter 10, verse 1 to 5. I read to you not long ago, but let me read it to you again. So this is what God does. God gives you a shepherd. Okay? Remember, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my own heart, or after my own heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and with wisdom. Do you remember? 1 Corinthians 35. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. So God gives you somebody to be your shepherd. You can't be stubborn. Do you see? This is the tenth year since I became a pastor. Yes, it's been 10 years since I became a pastor. And I've pastored different groups of people. I've pastored different kinds of people. I've met people who want to be on their own, want to live their life. I've pastored people who are dead. They, they, they are dead now. Young people, they are dead. Why? Because they will not listen when you tell them. I've pastored people who have HIV now. They didn't have HIV when I met them. But now they have HIV. Why? Because they won't mind. I've pastored people who have liver problems now. Why? Because when I was telling them, they were, they were, they were getting into boozing. I was telling them, listen, this is not what to do. This is not what you will destroy your life. They didn't mind. Young people, they have liver problems. Hey. I have people who have lost uh, fallopian tubes. I have, I'm, I've pastored people who have lost fallopian tubes. Why? Because when we're telling them, don't go here, don't follow this boy. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. I like it. Hey. Today they've lost either two or one. Yeah, I know someone who has lost two fallopian tubes. It's gone. I know. Nobody knows. I know. Yeah. I know it. I know it's, it's called pastoral discretion. There are things you don't talk about. So you don't mention anybody's name, but you have said it. The person knows. I also know. He, she knows that I'm talking about her. Me too. I know that she's the one I'm talking about. Do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right? It's a secret between us. We don't talk about it much. Why? Because they will not, they will not heed to guidance. Go to say John chapter 10, right? Verse 1. Guidance. Leadership. Leadership has to do with driving you to do things that under normal circumstances you will not do. Leader. Do you know, do you know a leader? When you say someone is a leader, Leadership, like leadership with followership. Okay? Making you do things, pushing you to go where you don't normally want to go. Making you do things you didn't think you could do normally. Hallelujah. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, God has a sheepfold. Okay? Says the one, the leader or the pastor who does not enter by the sheepfold. But climbed up some other way. There are pastors who are actually not from God. There are shepherds who are not from God. They climbed up the wall. They didn't come through the door. Do you get it? 
Uh, they are false prophets, they are false teachers, they are false pastors. That's why a lot of people are accusing pastors these days. Because they are, they are false, it's true. Hallelujah. As much as they are false, they are also correct ones. You cannot have a fake dollar if you don't have a real dollar. A fake dollar exists because there's a real dollar that exists. You get it? Uh-huh. So Jesus is saying that, listen, there are fake people who have climbed up some other way. Maybe I say unto you, he that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Next verse. But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The one who entered by the door. Who is the door? Jesus said, I'm the door. Eh? Go to verse 9. I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. In other words, there are pastors who are not actually born again. They are not born again at all. But they are pastors. However they become pastors, we don't know. But they are, they are pastors in churches. Yeah, that is why they don't care about God's people. They don't care about because they, they, don't, they don't really, they are just interested in money or something else. Hallelujah. So he says, he that entered in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Next verse. To him the porter openeth. Who is the porter? The porter is the Holy Spirit. The porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. If you are really a sheep, you will hear the voice of your shepherd. Like when your shepherd talks, you will hear. You understand what I'm saying? You will hear what he's saying. He says, don't go here. You will not go. When he says, let's go to church, you will go. When he says, let's be here, you will respond very easily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. You need to be led in life. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. He goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So leadership, he says he leads them out. And his sheep follow him. They hear his voice and they follow him. So leadership has to do with followership. If you are being led, then it means that you are following something. If you are being led, the, the evidence that leadership is there, there is leadership in your life, is the evidence that you are following something. Do you get it? You are following. Like there's something you are following. Have you seen zebras before? Zebras follow each other's bottles. They follow the others, the other ones' buttons like that, they are just following. That is how they move from one place to the other. They move from one, they are guided in life through followership. That is how they are led. You see, normally the shepherd stands at the back of the sheep, and the sheep go before him. The shepherd protects them, hits them, those who are going off to come back, and then they go together. Normally, there's a sheep in front, or a number of sheep in front, that's half all the other sheep follow. They all follow that sheep's buttons. As that sheep is going, they are all looking and then going like that. The evidence of leadership in your life is the evidence of the fact that you are following something. Or you are, you are following someone. Let me show you some more. Can I show you some more? So sheep must follow their shepherd. That's the only way they are led and guided in life. The way you are led and guided. Remember, I said that the point is what? You, because as a sheep, you need leadership and guidance in your life. Why? Because you will miss your destiny if you don't have leadership and guidance. Okay? The reason why we need leadership and guidance is because they are actually wolves. You see, it's not just sheep who are in the system. They are wolves that are in the world that are ready to destroy your life. Acts chapter 20. Let's go to, let me just go there. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and unto the flock over the, which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed the church of God. He's talking to the leaders as well. He says that take heed to yourself. Like be careful of yourself and 
unto all the flock, unto all the sheep that the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. So it's the Holy Spirit who makes us overseer. Remember, he's the potter, remember. He's the potter. He's the one who makes sheep follow you. You get it? He says, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Next verse. For I know this. He says, feed them. Protect them. Why? Because I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. They don't spare the flock. Listen, there are are things that the devil has put in place to destroy your life. The devil does not like you. Listen, I'm telling you, eh? The devil wants you to die by HIV. I'm telling you. You think HIV is gone? We're a joke. Was it last year or this year? Last year, the percentage of HIV patients in this country increased by about 10%. I'm not joking because nobody talks about it. There's no abstinence. It's in the youth. Youth between age 17 and 24. That was where the increase came from. Foolish boys and girls just having sex all over the place. One girl has seven partners. I'm telling you that you are a big fool and you don't know. Your life will just end. Just like that. I know people whose lives are ending. Their lives are ending. It's not a small thing. I was in the hospital with my wife just some few months ago. With somebody who has now got HIV and is dying. He's dying. His life is ending. He's a student like you. He's a student like you. His life is ending. Why? Problems. Because they are wolves. They are wolves. The devil has designed wolves all around. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. There are wolves who will teach you how to smoke weed as a lady or how to smoke shisha. A lot of people are smoking shisha. It's like, man, even Donald Trump is talking about shisha and how shisha needs to be banned because it is the, the amount of tobacco you take in is like one pack of cigarettes with one puff. They call it vaping. It's called vaping now. Yeah. And a lot of small, small boys, small, small girls, the girls especially, you do it and then you take a your life is ending, you don't know. You, you don't know. Because a big wolf, a big wolf called vaping has come into your life. And your shepherd will tell you, listen, move away from this thing. It's nice. It's my life. It's your, live your life. When you stand before, listen, one of the points I'm supposed to make is that one of the reasons for having a shepherd is actually point number six or point number five. Let me read it to you so that I can just preach it together because I may not get the opportunity to preach it again. Point number, it's actually point number five. So if I don't mention it again, I've mentioned it. Because every, the reason why you need a shepherd in your life is because every sheep needs a shepherd to present him or her to the Lord at the Bema Seat Judgment. Every sheep needs a shepherd to present him or her to the Lord at the Bema Seat Judgment. You will be there. You think that life is just like that. You'll be shocked. I pray for all those foolish boys and girls that God will judge you very well at the right time. Yeah, I'm, I, it's a prayer I'm praying for you. Yeah. May you die at a path of vaping in Jesus' name. May you die somewhere so that you meet the Lord early and give account for your life. Because you were laughing at me when I was preaching to you. You were insulting me in your head when I was preaching to you. When I was telling you that you need someone to guide you in life and lead you in life. You need to hear the word of God that we are telling you. You were joking with me. You were laughing at me in your heart. Yeah. Because you are laughing at me in your heart. The Lord will judge you. Your judgment is coming. All your problems, all the things you have done, God has had mercy on you. But now God is not going to have mercy on you again. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. 
Because on that day, listen, on that day, don't clap. It's not time to clap. On that day, hmm, on the day of the Lord, you need someone to present you. Who is going to present you on that day? Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2, For I have espoused you unto one husband. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. That's why I'm talking like this. I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband. Who is that one husband? Christ. So I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. There's a day of presentation that will be done. There's a day of the Lord. It's called the day of the Lord. There's a day that Jesus will sit down. Whether you like it or not. If you're a child of God, there's a day that Jesus will sit down for you. To receive you to himself. Do you get it? Whether you like it. All those who are not born again, their judgment will be at there. There's another judgment called the white throne judgment. They are judged to hell. But you are judged how you live your life. How do you live your life? What do you do? Whilst you're here on earth. If you're a child of God, that's what you'll be judged for. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. If you're a child of God, you must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done. Whether he be good or bad. Whether he do good things or do bad things as a child of God. Because there are children of God who are doing bad things. So, when you meet the Lord, the Lord will judge you. The Lord will talk to you and counsel you and tell you what you did with yourself. He will show you all your life, all the foolish things that you are doing. He will show it to you. This is what you did, this is what you did, this is what you did. This what you did. When others were serious with God, you were fooling around. You will see on that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Paul said, I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. That's a day of presentation. Now, who is going to present you on that day? Have you seen a bride who comes on her own? A normal wedding, a correct wedding, the bride must be brought by her father to come and meet her husband. Is it not true? Uh So in the same way, in the kingdom of God, the day of presentation, you need somebody to hold your hand and take you to the Lord. You need somebody to hold your hand to take you to the Lord. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Look at Colossians 1, I'm not joking with you, I'm preaching to you. Colossians 1, 27. Read it to me. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach. Whom we preach. Okay? Christ. He's talking about Jesus. It's Jesus or Christ whom we preach. It's okay. Christ whom we preach. Then the next thing is that warning every man. Eh? Whom we preach. Warning every man. Like the way I'm doing that. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. Why? So that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So we may, we present people perfect in Christ. There's a day coming where you need to be presented. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Listen, everybody came on earth on his own. Were you born with somebody? Even if you are twins, one came before the other. (laughs) On that day, you will be there alone. Don't let your friend let you say things to you. Okay? Don't let the one sitting by you say something to you. Or the one in your house or somewhere. Your roommate say something to you that will confuse you. You better be smart. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for it. For what purpose? That he might sanctify and cleanse it. We are the church. He says he gave his life for the church. So that he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of water. By the way. So that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Have you seen it? Jesus will present the church to himself, glorious church, not having spots or wrinkles. If you check your life, you realize that there are spots and wrinkles in your life. Or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. On that day, he will want to see a bride that is holy and without blemish. He would want a bride that is correct to be presented to him. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Next verse, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of God, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This is how we are supposed to be before him on that day, on the day of presentation. Holy and without blame. Before him in love. Now, there are a lot of Christians who will be found with blame and with blemish before him on that day. Why? Because they don't, they don't care about anything. They don't want anybody to lead their lives and help them and supervise them and guide them and show them what to do. They want to live their lives. Who will present you? Who will present you? Ask your neighbor who will present you on that day? Who will present you on that day? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Obey your leaders. Obey your spiritual leaders. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves for they watch for your souls. Who watch for your soul? Who watch for your soul? He says for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. We are going to give account of you. Who will give account of you on that day? Who? Ask your neighbor who will give account of you. Because you have decided to live your own life. You have decided not to let anybody help you. Not to let anybody guide you. You have decided to live your own life. It is my life. I will live it. That's what it says. Nobody will give account of you. So you will walk to the Lord yourself. And go and give account of yourself. But actually it's supposed to be like, if you submitted to us, I will be there at your account day. You will also be there. You will also be there. She will also be there. A lot of people will be there. Accounting for your life. And say that oh, we did this. We did that. We did that. We helped them with this. And she responded. He or she responded. And you'll be kept safe. But you will not mind us. You will not mind us. That's why last week I read prayer chapter 1 to you. Because I've spoken to you and you didn't mind me. This is what the word of God is saying. Because I spoke to you and you didn't mind me. Me to laugh at you when your calamity comes. There's a day of calamity for everybody. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Guidance. Eh? Leadership and what? Go back to that place. Leadership and guidance. John 10, 4, verse 4 now. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him. Have you seen it? He goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Next verse. Then he says, other voice, and a stranger will they not follow. They are strangers. The strangers are the same as the wolves. The strangers are the same as the wolves. The wolves are challenging problems. Things that will take you away from God and take you far Destroy your life. It can come in various forms. Various forms to destroy you. To reduce your life. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Even Jesus spoke about the wolves. Go down, go to verse, uh, verse 13. Verse 11 is okay. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. This is what's supposed to happen for every sheep. Every sheep must have the shepherd give his life for him. Do you see? Give his life in taking care of you, in guiding you. But because of the foolishness of some sheep, they will not have anybody give their lives for them. Yeah, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Next verse. But he that is an hireling, or the pastor who climbed up by another way, eh? and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, see the wolf coming. He will see when he sees the wolf coming. Eh? Because the wolf will come in your life. A wolf will come. One day a wolf will come. A wolf husband or a wolf wife will come. Or a wolf beloved. Or a wolf course. A wolf lecturer. A wolf job. A wolf roommate. Listen, I have a, I have a sheep here. A lady. Beautiful lady. She's a virgin. She was in school. Just like you are in school now. One day when she came back from class, she felt like burning all her panties. 
It was just a feeling. So she took all her panties and went outside and bent all of them and bought a new set that same day. Then the roommate came and saw that she had bought new panties. Then she said, ah, why did you buy new panties? Then she said, I just felt like bending them. Then the roommate said, God is with you. I'm not telling you a lie. I'm not taking, I'm not, she, she said, it's not a story. I'm telling you a true something that happened. She said that God is with you. God is with you. When you go, go and thank your pastor. Because I am from the underworld. And half of, I'm a man-made actually. People are not people. Listen, people are not people. You think you have come to school, everybody's, no. You'd be surprised. When you are going home, check how people go home. Check how people go home. Eh? Check. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me tell you. Check how people go. You realize that you don't see people at the VIP station, whatever this place, but the people will go home. And then when we are coming, you are coming to school too. You don't see buses lined up because there are about 40,000 people around. You don't see buses lined up everywhere, but you see that the school is full. <laughs> ah. The girl said that, listen, God, go and thank God and go and thank your, your pastors because they are praying for you. Because I'm a man-made and I'm from the underworld. And actually, I have a cat spirit. So my, my job was to make you become a prostitute. Not prostitute standing by the road. Like someone who has sex with so many people. If you have sex with so many, you are a prostitute. Oh, it's not, it's not like that. You're a prostitute. That, except, that was my job in your life. And so I wore your panties today, this morning, when you left. I wore your panties. I wore all of them. So that if you wear any of them, something will enter you through that. And that would have been the end. I'm not joking with you. I'm telling you the truth. Like the lady be- became afraid. She was afraid of her roommate. Yeah, so she, she left the room. Where are you? You see, so we are moving. Wolves, wolves, they are wolves. Sent from the devil to destroy your life in various ways. Oh. In various ways. I have a friend there who was into smoking weed. Now he's married with two children. He has changed. God has blessed him. He's changed. But there was another friend of his. You know, they were at Gaza. Gaza is quiet now. When we were in school, Gaza was Gaza. <laughs> yeah, because it was built not long before we came to school. Yeah, I think when it was built, the following year or two years later, we came to school. I came to first year. Gaza was Gaza. Sun City was Sun City. All the immorality you can think about was there. And this guy... Okay, well, they were all into smoking. They were all smoking weed. They were smoking the weed. Then the guy just went off. Apparently, you are not supposed to smoke it with fried egg. Something. I don't know what that is. But that was what he told me. And someone gave him fried, they gave him fried egg before the weed. And he didn't know. One of the boys was a wolf in his life. We were all smoking weed nicely. Past there, past there. Not knowing one of them had a problem, like he doesn't like him. And he wants him to go mad. So when he smoked the thing, then it went through his mind. That was the end. Students. 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 People. Every mad boy, every mad guy moving around, they did baby dedication for him or her. He has a family. Yeah, They did naming ceremony for him or her. You think life is, life, life is not straight like that. Though. 
You need guidance, I'm telling you. You need guidance. You need leadership. You need to be made to lie down in green pastures. You understand? Psalm 23, verse, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you have a shepherd in your life, you shall not want. Then he says, he maketh me. The Lord maketh me. How does the Lord do it? The Lord is the chief shepherd, I've showed you. They are under shepherds. They are people he has put in your life. He says, he maketh me. A leader in your life, a shepherd in your life, who will make you do things. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, he will let you lie down in the word of God. He will let you be in the word of God. He will let you stay in the word of God. He will let you learn the word of God. He will not let you go to this school. The wolf will be calling you. Calling you. Virtually, Charlie, we will go. You only live once. Life is what you make it. Let's make life. We are young. Remember, when you go under a tree, you see green leaves and you see brown leaves at the same time. On the floor. They are all on the floor. Don't think that you have time. Old age is a gift from God. If you fool around, you cut your old age off. Do you understand? Yeah. Have you seen people 23, 19, 18 dying before? Have you seen some people? Yeah. There's a cancer waiting. There's a, there's a wolf cancer. There's a cancer that is a wolf waiting for you to destroy your life. Yeah. And if you are not guided, you wake up with cancer one day. If you are not taught how to confess healing and help for yourself, if you are not taught the word of God, you'll be there and then cancer will just come. If you are not taught, cancer will come. You will not know what to do. You will die with it. But if you are taught, cancer will come. You speak to it to leave your body. Why? Because you have been guided. You have been led. You have been led in life. If you are, if you are just there, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. Life. Let's enjoy. We have come to tech. We have come to university. What's up? All these people, they just they talk, talk. Be there. Be there. Listen, we've lived though, we've lived before. When I say we've done, I'm not talking about bad things. Like I've been around for some time. Yeah, I've been in life for some time and I've seen things happening. Like I said, I've been, I, was, I was just under 23 when I became a pastor. I was a very small boy when I became a pastor. Yeah. And I've seen. I've seen things. I've seen a wolf of poverty attack people's finances. I, I, there, was this, there was this guy whose father was rich, so he was fooling around. The money vanished. The Bible says that riches make it itself wings and flies. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, it flies to the heavens. And the ones in heaven are the ones who enjoy it. You know, when I say, I understand what I'm saying. Those who are serious with God are the ones who enjoy true prosperity. Their money flew away like this. Not knowing all the money was, it was loans. All the things they were enjoying was loans. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't, his children didn't know. And we're fooling around. My father is rich, whatever, whatever. You know, struggling. He's struggling to date because he still not realized that he needs to be serious with God. <laughs> so he's struggling. I'm waiting. When, he's, when he becomes serious, I'll take him back. Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make them supposed wings. Why will you set your eyes on something that does not, that does not exist forever? It says, for certainly riches make, make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. They fly. Riches fly. Verse 23, verse 5. It flies. Wolves. Paul said, listen. Take heed unto yourselves. Unto the, unto the flock that God has made you overseers. Feed them. It says, for 
But when I depart, grievous groups shall enter in among you. Verse 29. For I notice that after my departure shall grievous groups enter in among you, not sparing the flock. They will not spare you. They are wicked. 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 John chapter 10 verse 9. Look at John 10 9. Look at John 10 9. Every time we read John 10 10, but we've not read John 10 9. John 10 9 comes before John 10 10. Jesus said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. I'll be saying it. And shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the door. You have to stay with me. That's what Jesus is saying. Next verse. For the thief cometh not. The thief is the wolf. Cometh not back to steal. He will steal your life. You would think that stealing your life is okay. It's, it's enough. He will kill you as well. You think that killing you is enough. I think killing is a, is a final thing, isn't it? The final height of evil. But this Bible, let's, this verse lets us know that it's not the final level of evil. The final level is to destroy you. Destroy you where? Destroy you in the lake of fire. Destroy you in hell. The job of the thief, the wolf that I'm talking all these wolves I'm talking about, their job is to take you to hell. As a child of God, they will let you curse God and die. Because your life didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Solomon said, I tasted everything. I tasted everything. Women, cars, houses, what? I tasted everything. But this one thing I found. The conclusion of the whole matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Exactly chapter 12. Fear God. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Hmm? Look, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion. Go up, go up. Go up to verse 10. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. And that which was written was upright, even words of truth. Next verse. The words of the wise are as goats and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. Hey! Hey! It's a, it's a messenger. And further by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Then he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. From verse 1, if you read from chapter 1, he lets you know, he says, I built me gardens, I built me this, I built me houses, I built me that, I built everything, I tasted women, I did everything. Then he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God. This is the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God, learn to fear God, and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is the reason why you are living. You need to be guided. You need to be guided. You need to be guided in faith. You need to be guided in the word. You need to be guided. Let me show you some more. You like my you like my message? That's a, the, the, the wolf is to destroy life completely. No guidance. Distraction is waiting for you. Now we are presenting ourselves to guide you, to lead you, to teach you the word of God. To let you see what is important in life. <laughs> because as far as many people are concerned, life is all about let's come to school. Let's get, let's finish school with a good grade. Let's get a good job. Let's get paid. Let's get married. Let's give that to children. After that, what else? What do you do again? What do you do again? You wait and die. That's all. That's what everybody is doing. But that is not it. That is not it. We came to this world because we are to serve God with our life. And our lives are supposed to be used to change people's lives. That is why we are here. And that's what you be judged on. <laughs> I saw a short video somewhere. Life. The guy goes through education. 
Then it's all over. I don't know if you've seen it. He goes to education. Then he goes to job. Then he gets married. Then he has children. Then he retires. Then he dies. It's like everybody's going through it. So many people are going through it. Now that's not life. Life is bigger. Life is bigger. Life is bigger. Be smart. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 10. But this is what you need. What I've told you today is what you need. You need to be very careful. You need to be smart. Okay? Distraction. One of our ladies, who is here, I don't know if she's here now, or she's yet to get here, was in town, going home, and it started raining. You know the person I'm talking about? We were in this car together. As we were going, so it was raining, and she decided to get down. When she got down from the, the car, a woman with her child also got down. Okay? And they were walking trying to find their way to find, because the place was flooding for shelter. The place was flooding. They didn't know maybe the car could, all the people in the car could die. So they decided to get down. When they got down, they were walking, walking. The pavement that they were walking, not knowing there was a hole into the gutter, big gutter. And they all, the three of them entered the gutter. And she managed to hold a small iron rod or something like that. But the woman and the child were taken. And the child was saved, right? The child, I think someone saved the child, but the woman just was carried. And she was, up, she was also going. It's a true story. I'm not lying. That's why I'm asking for the details properly. True story. She's here. She's around. I thought she's, has she come? She's not come. That's it. She'll come. When she comes, I'll let her come and give her testimony. Life is not simple like that, though. Their legs, everything. Carried what? Carried everything she was holding. Even her wig carried everything away. <laughs> and then she got hurt. Her leg. She got hurt. She got hurt seriously. And she drank the water. So she had to be hospitalized small. But she was it's called a wolf. A wolf of distraction. To carry your life away. By something. Something. She called the shepherd just after the incident. She has a shepherd. So she called the shepherd. Probably the shepherd was even praying. That's what shepherds do. We pray so that you miss some things. You need to be guided though. You miss some foolish things. You miss some things. Yeah. The woman, big woman was carried by the water away and she, she died. Nobody saw her again. Yeah. Died. Straight. What is the difference between her and that woman? Shepherd. Someone praying. Who is praying for you? Who is praying for you? Who is praying? Ask me about who is praying for you. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 once again. Obey your spiritual leaders. Obey those who have the rule over you. For they watch over you. Go, go back to that place. Obey them. You need to be there. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. Sheep must submit themselves. You must submit yourself to be led. Do you understand? Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. They watch for, they keep constant watch for your soul. As they that must give account, so that they may do it with joy and not grief, for that is unprofitable for you. For some, oh, my sword, dear, my sword, dear, my account, eh? They are talking to you now, you are joking in your heart. You are, you are not serious. Then you go, don't come back. We want serious people who are serious about what you want to do with them. You understand? If you are not serious, when they come back the next time and they bring the bus, tell them, I'm not serious, I'm not coming. Don't, don't enter the bus. I don't want to see your face. Obey them that have the word over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. They watch for your souls. 
they watch for your souls. Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. Epaphras, who's one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you. Always laboring fervently. He's always praying for you. So that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. This is praying. Every time he's praying for you. This guy prayed to the point of getting sick. He prayed for his sheep to the point of getting sick. So that his sheep will be spared. They'll be spared. They'll be spared. Your life will be spared. One lady was walking from Indies. Indies, Porter's Lodge. To her, to her room. She was walking on the, the bridge. As she was walking. She didn't know that the bridge. That was the day the bridge was going to collapse. As she was walking on it. The bridge just collapsed. It, was, it used to be rocks. It used to be concrete. It used to be a slab. Like all the other halls. Like all the other halls. As she was walking, she didn't know that that was a wolf for her life. She didn't know. She was walking under. Was it two people who died? It was one. She was walking on it. And then it just collapsed. On her and killed her. That was it. At university. Where is the safest place? Where is safe? Your home. Your whole, your hostel, you don't know. Maybe it's supposed to collapse one of these days. Your parents will tell you, don't go out, stay in the hall. One day to collapse, maybe to collapse on you. No, no, like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. Be smart. Allow God. Learn how to hear from God. Learn how to hear from God. Listen, when I was in secondary school, eh? where I used to, I used to pick a bus at Kantamanto. I'm not Kumasi based. I'm actually not from this place. I'm not from Kumasi. I was born and bred in Accra. But because I have a shepherd and because I can hear the voice of God, God told me, stay here. When I finished university, God told me, stay here. Come to come. I didn't want to come. But God said, come. Because many lives are dependent on you. When I came, when I came to Kumasi and stayed here, my life has brought 21 churches by going where God wants me to go. With more than 2,000 lives affected, sitting in our churches, various places. In various places. Being helped, being trained by God. Yeah, why? Because I have a shepherd who has helped me and taught me to hear the voice of God. You get it? Hmm. Secondary school, I was going to enter the car. When I stepped on the, the platform to enter, I heard in my spirit, don't board the car. And I was the last but two person to board for the car to be full. So I stepped out. Then I said, ah, why, why are you not going? I said, no, I'm not going. Enter. So the people in the bus started insulting me. Ah, I can't depart me because it's not. I went to for a penny secondary school, and those times you can't get a car from there to Tafu easily like that. I mean, it, it, it takes a long time for the cars before. I stepped out. They said, "Listen, board the car." I said, "No, I'm board." They were insulting me. Then I sat in the next one and waited for it before. Waited for about another one hour for it before. When our bus moved. In the middle, at that time, the road to Kofoidia was through as own. And it was one small little road like this. Small little road. Okay? When we crossed in Samwim, getting to Sumu, that car had had an accident. People's heads were gone. The mouth that were insulting me, some of them, their mouth and their head was lying somewhere. Their hand was somewhere. It was not a small thing. Almost everybody was affected in the car. And I was going to be part of it. Why? I had a shepherd who has taught me, who had taught me how to hear the voice of God. So when I stepped on the thing, God spoke to me. Why? That's that scale of hearing from God. It's not something you hear. It's not, it's not normal. You must be taught. 
Samuel was taught by Eli to hear the voice of God and respond to the voice of God. That is what saved his life. That is what saved his life. So, brothers and sisters, be smart. You need leadership. Spiritual leadership. You need spiritual guidance for your life. Or else you will marry your killer. Haven't you heard someone who has killed his wife before? Yeah. Have you heard some before? You will meet. There was a woman one day. I have plenty of stories. One day we were at church. At Safo Church. That was where the whole church was at that time. I finished preaching. I came downstairs. We were talking to people. And then someone brought a woman without eyes. She didn't have eyes. No eyeballs. Nothing. You remember her? I'm not lying. All my stories can be confirmed by somebody. I said, so they brought her. Oh, she needs money and she needs help and all that. I said, oh, so what happened to you? Then he said, oh, my husband's girlfriend. It was her husband. Her husband's girlfriend poured acid on her and bent her eyes and bent her face and bent everything about her. If she had developed her ability to hear from God, she would have heard when she was going to marry that husband that this one will, will get a girlfriend who will pour acid on you and destroy your eyes. She would have known. Yeah, God may not have said it like that, like verbatim, but you, you would know. So brothers and sisters, you need guidance. Tell anybody you need guidance. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still water. That's the Holy Spirit. Still water is the Holy Spirit. To hear from the Holy Spirit. To hear God. He leadeth me beside still waters. Still waters. Then it says he restoreth us. That's the restoration of the soul. It's called the salvation of the soul. You need the word of God. The word of God is what you do to save us. For transformations and transformations to happen in so listen, stop joking because life is not straight. It's not. It is not straight at all. It's not straight at all. People are giving birth to their killers. They were feeding their own killers, their own killers. People, the children were going to kill them, but they didn't know. Rise up of here and thank God. Thank God for all you have shared with you. Tell God, Lord, I will submit myself. I don't want to, I don't want to lose my life. I want to be gathered in life. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want the wolf to have his his way in my life. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.